Latin broadcast. Speak my word, it's about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. King Linus. We have ignition. We will be reading tonight from the King James edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Well, welcome back everybody. Hope you enjoyed last night's prophetic hotline. I'll get that posted for you later today. So you can go back and rehear your word, as I do with mine. Uh, we're going to um, pick up today on Speak My Word, where we left off. We're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 25. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's pray. Father, Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Forgive us of all our sins, known and unknown, back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. Holy Spirit of God, teach us your word. God, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Bless everybody that comes out to hear this broadcast. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Okay, we're going to pick up in Deuteronomy chapter 25. <clears throat> if there be a controversy between men and they come unto judgment that the judges may judge them, then they shall justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. And it shall be, if the wicked man be worthy to be beaten, that the judge shall cause him to lie down and be beaten before his face according to his fault by a certain number. Forty stripes he may give him and not exceed. Lest if he should exceed and beat him above these with many stripes then thy brother should seem vile unto thee. Thou shalt not muzzle the ox when he treadeth out the corn if brethren dwell together and one of them die and have no child the wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger her husband's brother shall go in unto her and take her to him to wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother unto her. Wow! Could you imagine that being carried out today? I wonder if God still holds us to that. I don't know the answer to that. And it shall be. Let me just stop. You see, marriage was a whole different thing back then um, than we find it today. There was not 
dating apps. You know, people weren't out there going steady, hooking up, and going from one relationship to the next. If they did and they were caught, they'd be stoned. Marriages, for the most part, were arranged. There wasn't dating that I can find in the Word of God. And if you want to call it dating, it would be chaperoned. And they didn't waste a lot of time getting married back then, from what I can tell. Boy, have we come a long way from what God intended. And it shall be that the firstborn, which he beareth, shall succeed in the name of his brother, which is dead, that his name be not put out of Israel. And if the man like not to take his brother's wife, then let his brother's wife go up to the gate unto the elders and say, My husband's brother refuseth to raise up unto his brother a name in Israel. He will not perform the duty of my husband's brother. Then the elders of his city shall call him and speak unto him. And if he stand to it and say, I like not to take her, then shall his brother's wife come unto him in the presence of the elders and loose his shoe from off his foot and spit in his face and shall answer and say, So shall it be done unto that man that will not build up his brother's house. And his name shall be called in Israel, the house of him that hath his shoe loosed. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> I'd want to be in that guy's shoes. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in the shoes. I wouldn't want to have my shoe loosed. Okay. But I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying. I think. What if she was ugly? What if he was ugly? My goodness. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody has the same, uh, same eye when it comes to beauty. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? But... That was the right thing to do. And also, I'm curious, could you have more than one wife? That might be all right if you could. At any rate, okay, I better move on before I get in trouble. Verse 11. When men strive together one with another, and the wife of the one draweth near for to deliver her husband out of the hand of him that smiteth him, putteth forth her hand and taketh him by the secrets then thou shalt cut off her hand thine eyes shall not pity her uh oh let's look that one up I, I, I believe I know what it is but I'm getting to the practice of using my King James Bible Dictionary um Let's see if I can find a reference to this. We're reading from uh, Deuteronomy chapter 25. Okay, hold on. 
Okay, I'm looking. Well, okay. Privy parts. In the Hebrew, his shameful parts, which though shame are hidden and modesty forbids to express in proper terms, uh, as such is the purity of the Hebrew language that no obscene words are used in it for which reason, among others, it is called the holy tongue. Okay. Um, his goods. Grab them by the gonad, if you will. <laughs> so she was trying to help her husband, who was fighting with another man. They were they were arguing, got into a fist fight, I guess, and she jumped in to help her husband. Uh, the man that's hitting him and she puts forth her hand and grabs him by the balls. Whoa, look at the penalty. Then thou shalt cut off her hand, and I shall not pity her. Wow. Whew. That's rough. Thou shalt not have in thy bag diverse weights, a great and a small. Thou shalt not have in thine house diverse measures, a great and a small. But, oh, uh, sister in the chat room said because she could cause him to not have children. That's true. She could have crushed him. But thou shalt have a perfect and just weight, a perfect and just measure shalt thou have that thy days may be lengthened in the land which Jehovah thy God giveth thee. For all that do such things, and all that do unrighteously, are an abomination unto Jehovah thy God. It's cheating people through false weights and measures. God doesn't like that at all. Verse 17, Remember what Amalek did unto thee, by the way, when ye were come forth out of Egypt? How he met thee by the way, and smote the hindmost of thee, even all that were feeble behind thee? When thou wast faint and weary, and he feared not God, therefore it shall be. When Yahweh thy God hath given thee rest from all thine enemies round about, and in the land which Yahweh thy God giveth thee for an inheritance, to possess it, that thou shalt blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Say amen to that. Thou shalt not forget it. God doesn't like Amalek. Chapter 26, And it shall be when thou art come in unto the land which Jehovah thy God giveth thee for inheritance. Here we go, folks. People need to read this. Get a perspective of what's going on when they uh, begin to judge Israel and the Jews and say, you know, you need to give your land up. Why? Why should they give up their land? God has given it to Israel for an inheritance. Told them to possess it. He's saying here, when you when you aren't coming to the land which Jehovah thy God giveth thee for an inheritance and possess it and dwell therein, thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth which thou shalt bring of the, thy land that Yahovah thy God giveth thee and shalt put it in a basket 
and shalt go unto the place which Jehovah thy God shall choose to place his name there. And thou shalt go unto the priest that shall be in those days, and say unto him, I profess this day unto Jehovah thy God that I am come unto the country which Jehovah swear unto our fathers for to give us. God swore when he made this promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he was going to give them the land. Think God's going to recant? Nope, not at all. Not going to change his mind for anybody. He said, And thou shalt go unto the priest that shall be in those days and say to him, I profess this day unto Jehovah thy God that I am come unto the country which Jehovah swear unto our fathers for to give us. And the priest shall take the basket out of thine hand and set it down before the altar of Jehovah thy God. And thou shalt speak and say before Jehovah thy God, Assyrian, ready to perish was my father. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few and became there a great uh, became there a nation great mighty and populous and the egyptians evil and treated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage and when we cried unto jehovah god of our fathers jehovah heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression and Jehovah brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with great terribleness and with signs and with wonders and he hath brought us unto this place, into this place and hath given us this land even a land that floweth with milk and honey and now behold I have brought the first fruits of the land which thou O Jehovah hast given me and thou shalt set it before Jehovah thy God and worship before Jehovah thy God and thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which Jehovah thy God hath given unto thee and unto thine house thou and the Levite and the stranger that is among you when thou hast made an end of tithing all the tithes of thine increase the third year which is the year of tithing and hath given it unto the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that they may eat within thy gates and be filled. Then thou shalt say before Jehovah thy God, I have brought away the hallowed things out of mine house, and also have given them unto the Levite, and unto the stranger, and to the fatherless, and to the widow, according to all thy commandments which thou hast commanded me, I have not transgressed thy commandments, neither have I forgotten them. I have not eaten thereof in my morning, neither have I taken away aught thereof for any unclean use, nor given aught thereof for the dead. But I have hearkened to the voice of Jehovah my God, and have done according to all that thou hast commanded me. Look down from thy holy habitation from heaven and bless thy people Israel and the land which thou hast given us as thou swearest unto our fathers a land that floweth with milk 
and honey. It's believed that the word honey is a reference to uh, oil. That's what Stan Johnson says. I think he may be right that Israel is going to soon discover oil and then, oh boy, are the nations of the world going to want to converge on Israel, including Russia. This day, Yahovah thy God hath commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments. Thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Thou hast avouched Yahovah this day to be thy God and to walk in his ways and keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments. Three categories there. Statutes, commandments, judgments. And to hearken unto his voice. Okay. Now that's another word. Uh, avouched, I believe it probably means attested to, you know, declared. But let's look it up. Doing my dictionary search here. Avouched, it, yes, it means um, affirmed, maintained, called into support. Okay, we got that one right. Verse 18 And Yahovah hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people, as he hath promised thee, and that thou shouldest keep all his commandments. God calls him a peculiar people. Means belonging to him only. Um, special. Special people. Exclusive property. To the exclusion of others. Something peculiar to a person or thing. That which belongs to or is found in one person or thing and in no other. Okay, in a manner not common to others. Okay, you get get the drift here. Peculiar people. He set them apart. As he hath promised thee, and that thou shouldest keep all his commandments. Verse 19, and to make thee high above all nations which he hath made in praise and in name and in honor and that thou mayest be a holy people unto Jehovah thy God as he hath spoken. Okay. I'm going to stop right there. Father God, thank you for this opportunity to speak your word today. Got a couple of chapters in. We ask God that you would put a hunger and a thirst in us all to get into your word and to crave it more than ever before, to study it that we can show ourselves approved. Bless everyone that came out today. Thank you for your word last night in the prophetic hotline. Speak to us all, God. Can continue. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Friends, uh, thank you for tuning in. We, uh, we had only three shows today uh, in the morning, but uh, we're going to be back tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern. So I'll set up for that. We'll have open lines after the message if you need prayer. And uh, I did sneak out to the mall today and saw a movie. 
I'm not going to lie to you. I've been wanting to see this movie, um, Harvest Moon, Flowers of the Harvest Moon, I think it was called, with Leonardo DiCaprio about the Osage Indian tribe. And uh, we have some Native American Indian in our family, probably many do out there. It's not uncommon. Uh, I was interested to go out and see what this was about. I saw the trailer. This movie was about four hours long. I kid you not. And that doesn't bother me. The longer the better. I don't have a problem with long movies. Sometimes they're just too short. Cinematography was great. Acting was great. The plot, however, was horrific. And I'm not going to spoil it for you if you wanted to see it. I had no idea this happened to the Osage Indians. And uh, it was a, it was a tribe that still existed to today and the land that they were on come to find out was rich in oil and so I had no idea until Scorsese Martin Scorsese released his film The History of the Osage People and that at that time when they struck oil they were some of the richest people on planet earth but what happened to them was shocking and uh, I cannot recommend it. It's just, I mean, it's horrific. Um, but if you want to know the history of what happened, maybe that's important to know that too. And, um, well, why am I even mentioning this? Because uh, when you strike strike it rich with something like oil, others are jealous. Others will kill you to get that oil. And I think we're going to see a repeat, or at least an attempted repeat, in Israel. When they strike oil, wait and see what happens. They're already surrounded by enemies. Now they've got oil. It's going to, uh, it's going to bring war at a level we've never seen, probably leading into the invasion. That's what many believe is going to happen on the horizon. And uh, out of respect for those Osage people, I think that story needed to be told, but it was just horrific. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't take it. Uh, After a while, I said, but I I said, well, I better sit through it, finish this thing. And it was just sad. That's all I'm going to say. It's a sad movie. Four hours of sad. (laughs) Okay. Praise God. Um, And I'm not trying to, I don't want to discourage you from seeing it. Uh, I don't like other people telling me what movies to see, but. I'm just giving you my uh, review. I've seen thousands of movies in my lifetime. And, uh, yeah, Martin Scorsese, and um, you know, major, amazing cinematography, acting. I like the lead players in there. Her name was Molly. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you um, any of the plot. You can see the trailer for yourself, but just a sad movie. That's all I'm going to say. And it it shows the greed of men. And what people will do for money. And they did to the poor Indian folk. And that's just one of a long list of atrocities that were committed against the Native Americans in uh, in this country. If anybody needs reparations, they need to start with them. Because there's over 170 treaties, I think, that the American government made and 
and broke. And maybe that's a great song to close with. <laughs> it just came to me. Um, by Redbone. You ever heard of this uh, group, Redbone? Here we go. Some of you have been around for a while. It'll remind you what we used to play uh, at the end of every program with uh, Prophet Marcus, Samuel, and um, Brother Curtis Horace. God help him. He's not in a good place right now. Curtis Horace, pray for him. Okay, here's a song we'll close with. I'm going to play this great song, but I'm looking at the lead singer, Redbone. He kind of looks like my dad. And uh, there's a tradition in my family that uh, we have uh, Native American. Not on one side, but on multiple sides. I have uh, a great-granny on the uh, my dad's side. His grandmother, her name was Cobb. And uh, I'm told that through her, uh, that's where we have our Indian uh, bloodline. And uh, my father kind of had olive skin. Uh, his father and his uncle, same, they all had black hair. Well, many of them did. And they, the, you look at them and they look, uh, they look Native American. Now, I'm white as can be, green eyes and uh, blonde hair. I don't look Indian. But my brother Damon does. He took after my father. I'm the only one born blonde, but I got my blonde hair from my grandmother Weber on the other side. But on her side, her mother, which would also be my great-granny. So I've got two great-grannies that um, she was also uh, had Indian blood in her. We don't know, though, what tribe definitively. I was told that some of our people were on the Trail of Tears. And most of our family coming from the Georgia area, it's got to be something maybe like Creek Indian I'm thinking I bet you that's it but I I just I don't know and that's uh, one of the uh, things that I'm still hunting for clues on where we came from we've got a Heinz 57 in our family of course we got my granted Weber's side they came from Germany Davis side uh, supposedly from Wells but that Native American blood mixed in and I'm telling you, I'm looking at this red bone dude, and he, he looks <laughs> looks like my dad some early pictures. Just my dad didn't have that kind of hair. Um, yeah, I can see it. I just wish I could prove it. Um, but I don't know. We've got a lot of interesting things. We also have African-American in our family. I was shocked. Look at my skin. I'm white. Uh, but up the tree... Like six generations back, we're kin to Martin Luther King. And um, who was the girl that sat on the back of the bus and wouldn't sit in the black section? Rosa Parks? I kid you not. I've discovered all kinds of weird stuff in our family tree. Um, I'm kin to 26, if I recall the number correctly, of the... How many presidents we got now? 46 or 47? 26 of the presidents are, are kin. They're cousins. I'm kin of Princess Diana, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley. How's this possible? This is freaky. Uh, but we've got a strange family to begin with, and we're not prejudiced. My wife is Indonesian. I have 
three children in the second part of my life that are Indonesian American citizens. My brother's married to a Vietnamese girl. He had five kids who are Vietnamese American. My mother is married to a man from India, my stepfather. Uh, I have two children from my earlier years when I was a younger man. And one is Mexican-American, the other is uh, just red-blooded American who has a son who's black. So my grandson is black. (laughs) So we got black, Mexican, Indonesian, Vietnamese, Indian. And that's just uh, in, in current times. Going back up the tree, there's Native American, German, Welch, as far as I can ascertain. 26 U.S. presidents. I'm kind of Werner von Braun, who was uh, brought over and headed up NASA. He's like a cousin, too. I said, how did I get all these cousins? How can I be kin to Elvis Presley? But I am, through his mother. I said, this is bizarre. God, what is going on here? I have no idea. But I keep getting these hits in the family search. And if you want to explore maybe your crazy family history, too, Go to FamilySearch.com. And it's the largest genealogy database in the world run by the LDS, who if you're a member of the Mormons, you have the requirement to have a two-plus two year supply of food on hand at all time and track your genealogy four, years, four generations back, minimum. And they help you facilitate that by having the world's largest, again, genealogy library. They've got everything, copies of everything, originals, microfish, and they put it online and digitize much of it. And so you can go over and do it for free, or you can spend, you know, 20 bucks a month uh, over at Ancestry.com, and I've used that extensively too. I was working on the tree a little bit today. Every once in a while, I just decided to go in there and see if I can come up with something new. And uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Who knows what's in our trees? Of course, if you go back far enough, we all go back, right? To Noah. Certainly to Adam and Eve. And what if you have some Nephilim in your bloodline? That could be possible. DNA testing is a question from the chat room. No, and I'm not going to do DNA testing. Why? Because ancestral research is the cover story for what I think is a scam luring people in to get their DNA over these companies who are selling it and using it for diabolical purposes. The goal is to get everybody's DNA in their database. And uh, there is talk about bioweapons that are being specifically made for certain DNA. You know, there's been movies made about it. One of the James Bond movies was based on a DNA-based weapon. Uh is that out of the realm of possibility? Nope. But I don't trust uh, the people that are accumulating these massive databases, and China's doing it too. Not to mention, uh, really, they kind of give you some vague information back. Or you could get some positive hits if enough people have done the DNA, and you might find some links. I'm not denying that. What I'm more interested in seeing is... Uh, more of this stuff that found some of these famous ancestors. How was that done? 
apparently through some AI. And I'd like to see AI unleashed on genealogy research that we could all use and have it go do the work because a lot of it's just uh, you know, painstaking exploration of trees, trying to find someone that's got a, a common ancestor and hope that they've went back further than you and they give you a lead and and then go up the tree far enough and bam, you see these matches. I'd like to just put AI on the task of uh, go and show me how I'm uh, kin to, to another person, if at all, and have them examine all the, you know, millions of records out there. Um, at any rate, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I started with almost no information on the Davis side, my father's lineage, and uh, put in the sweat equity and three decades. And I've still only gotten back about four generations. And I hit a brick wall. So it's still fun, though, what I've uncovered and what you can uncover. And maybe you'll get back further. Now, on other sides of the family, they've gotten back real far. But, you know, um, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I remember a guy many years ago in the 90s. He worked uh, with me uh, for the government. And uh, I saw him one day working on his family tree research. I said, what are you doing, man? He said, well, I'm tracing my ancestry. I want to give this as a present to my daughter. And he'd been working on it for decades at that time and had like a big thick stack of um, family tree tables. I said, this is amazing what you've done. He inspired me and I started from scratch and I had this little laptop that I would take into work. It was a TRS-80 Model 100, I think was what it was called. It just had a flat LCD screen, but it was still pretty cool. It had a, a full keyboard and I bought a printer to go with it, and I'd take it in on my part-time security job, and when I had nothing to do, I'd, you know, I would be, uh, at that time, I uh, didn't have email as such, so I would write letters to my, uh, you know, family spread out all over the country and ask them what they know, and they'd write me back, and, and then when I could get to a, later to a computer and begin to search some stuff online I would uh, start using online resources and I would go to the um, US Census uh, Bureau up in DC get on the metro because I lived up in Northern Virginia went down to the uh, the archives and at that time they had microfish it's pretty amazing and the old card catalog systems too and um, I began to dig up some of my bones dig up some of the roots if you will and um, I would put in this little computer program, just a little basic um, ancestral database program, and I began to build this list. And then I began to strike pay dirt. And I found lost tribes that our family had um, lost track of. I found a photo of my uh, great, great, Grandparents that nobody had ever seen before. It was amazing. Uh, and then I, I began to find uh, and solve puzzles. Like uh, what happened to a great uncle, son that nobody had seen in 50 years named Bobby. And I said, how can you lose track of somebody, a cousin? 
And they said, we don't know. He disappeared. I said, was he killed, died? We don't know. Something bad happened. And lo and behold, I find this guy about two years ago. Call him up and I said, I'm looking for so-and-so. And long pause, who are you? And I explained who I am. And I said, I believe you may be my cousin. And I named his father. And he said, yeah, that's me. You want to know what happened to Bobby? I'll tell you what happened to Bobby. And he told me the story. <laughs> We'd lost track of him 50 years in the family. I found him. And I tell you, uh, some of the most gr- great breakthroughs I've ever found have been on newspapers.com. That's worth the subscription for a few months. It gives you access to digitized newspapers. And, you know, whatever was in the newspaper, uh, obituaries, uh, wedding announcements, death notices, you know, whatever, uh, stories, articles on any subject you want. You can look up and you'll find something on it. It's amazing. I found a lot of A. Allen research that way. And uh, I, f- I begin to find uh, stuff on my family. And that's how I found Bobby through an obituary. Got his name and approximate location of where he lived. And, and then I got on... Um, it's called yellowpages.com, I believe it was. And you can uh, search their databases and get phone numbers and look up addresses and do uh, cross searches, reverse searches. So using those two databases, I found all kinds of information and solved a couple of the puzzles. It was amazing what I found at newspapers.com and also Yellow Pages. Now there's a fee for the search, but it was worth it when I um, struck pay dirt and, and found the clues that I needed to put together the puzzle and boy we found out some amazing stuff how to get off on this uh, if you've never started a family tree do it go to familysearch.com and set up one for free you may be surprised at who you're connected to